Sacred Space. So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space in Whistlemic 102. My name is John Keeley and still joined in the studio here by uh, Shane Ambrose and Michael Keaton. Of course, Michael is a man who who, who um, trying to keep us in touch with Fatima every year. And of course, this year it's been so important, this special year when it, it, they're celebrating the, the 100th anniversary of the apparitions of Fatima. And Michael, thanks again for joining us this morning. Um, Michael, well, what's the background? What, what was Portugal like and the world like around that particular time in 1917? I suppose the big thing, John, was the, the revolution of 1910. The Freemasons took control in Portugal and, uh, of course, immediately they targeted the Catholic Church. Okay. Convents yeah. were closed, monasteries were closed, and they were persecuted. And in 1911, Minister Alfonso Costa... He brought in the law separating church and state. We hear a lot about that nowadays. Yeah, yep, this yep. man was trying to do it back in 1911. Yeah. And he said that thanks to this law, he said, in two generations, Catholicism will be completely eliminated in Portugal. That's what he said now, John. That was his plan. That was his plan. So he'd, in two generations, he'd wipe it out. And I suppose the other big thing, of course, at the time, World War I was raging at the time. Yeah. And as we know, it was, you know, it went dragged on and on and on for years. There was no end in sight. All political things failed. And... Um, Eventually, on the 5th of May, 1917, Pope Benedict XV, he issued a letter begging the faithful to seek Our Lady's intercession to end the war. And, uh, and 12 days later. Eight days later. Eight days later, excuse on me. On the 13th. 13th, yeah. Um, three children, three little children, Lucia de Santos, she was aged 10, her two little cousins... Francisco Mata, mm. aged eight, and mm. Jacinta Mata, aged seven. Yeah. Now, they were minding their sheep on the hillside in the Corvidaria in the parish of Fatima, and suddenly they tell us there was a flash of light, yeah. and they thought it was lightning, so they began to run, to run home. And then in front of them, they saw this beautiful lady that says, more brilliant than the sun. She was dressed in white, more brilliant than the sun, in mm-hmm. front of them. Mm-hmm. They were so close to her that they were bathed in the light, I said. And the first words out of her mouth were, do not be afraid, I will do you no harm. That's all over the gospel as well. Anytime the Lord yeah. appeared, mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. not be afraid. Mm-hmm. And of course, the first, Lucy that spoke, and I want to be very clear on this now. Francisco saw the apparition. Jacinta saw and heard the apparition. Okay. And Lucia saw and heard and spoke to Our Lady. Okay. Three different... Francisco always had to ask the others, what did Our Lady say? Because mm-hmm. he never heard what she said. Mm. And, um, but Lucia, being a child, the first thing she said, where are you from? I am from heaven. What do you want of me? And uh, she said, I've asked you to come here on the 13th day of each month for six months. I will tell you what I want and who I am. And mm. then, of course, simple child talk, she said, shall I go to heaven? Oh, and the lady said, yes, you will. And Jacinta, she will go also. And Francisco, he will go too, but he must have many rosaries. So Lucy wanted a quick road to heaven. She was very anxious to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And of course, the next words then from Our Lady, of course, were the hard ones. Our Lady said, are you willing to offer yourselves to God and to bear all the sufferings he wills to send you mm-hmm. as an act of reparation for the sins by which he is offended and in supplication for the conversion of sinners? And Lucy said, yes, we are willing. Then you're going to have much to suffer, but the grace of God will be your comfort. And I suppose, John, we look at that, we all we want the easy road to heaven. Yeah, yeah. And because suffering is part of you know, what's happening in the world, it's part mm. of our lives. But what God wants and what Our Lady Fatima wants is to offer up that suffering 
for the conversion of sinners. Don't let that suffering go to waste. Don't spend time complaining about it. Offer it up to God. You know, and now people are healed and people are healed mm-hmm. in fasting and there yeah. are miracles, of course, and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with praying for healing. Mm-hmm. But if we are suffering, it makes it so much easier if we offer that suffering to God and we can convert other people. Now, this was the start of a number of apparitions, yeah. and I know this morning we just don't have time to yeah. go. So just one other thing about the first apparition. Okay. Our lady said, pray the rose every day in order to obtain peace for the world and an end to the war. And there was the answer to the Pope's request. Pray the rosary every, every day. day in order to obtain peace for the world and an end to the war. John, that line is as important today as it was in 1917. We need, still need to pray that. So, just to speed it up and to go through it very fast, 13th of June, again, the Feast of St. Anthony, again, Our Lady appeared. And um, and again, Lucia said, I would like you to take us to heaven. Lucia was in an awful hurry to go to heaven. And um, yes, I will take Jacinta and Francisco soon, but you are to stay here some time longer. Jesus wishes to make use of you to make me known and loved. He wishes to establish in the world devotion to my immaculate heart. And... Um, this is what Our Lady, one of the other requests of Our Lady, of devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And, um, but the bit about taking Jacinta and Francisco soon, that happened. Mm. Both of them died very soon after the operations. Lucy was told she had to stay some time longer. <laughs> and um, this was now, remember this now, it was 1917, John. And we were all waiting for this little while longer. We were waiting for it all. And eventually it didn't come until the 13th of February 2005. Well, she was 97. She was 97. So, you know, scripture is so true. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. Again, she asked him, of course, to pray the rosary. To keep, that was, every apparition, she repeated praying the rosary. And um, 13th of July was a very decent apparition, which we couldn't possibly all cover here, John Bush. This is where they were asked to keep some of it a secret. And this is where the whole thing about the secret of Fatima came out, of course. They were shown the vision of hell, which had an unbelievable effect on them. And um, you know, they were giving a big, long message, which a lot of it was supposed to be kept secret until the time was right to reveal it. And eventually, of course, it was revealed in the year 2000. And um, it had to do with a pope, a bishop dressed in white, making his way to the cross through a city half in ruins, and he, was, he fell to the ground under hail of bullets and arrows. Now, Pope John Paul II said that was clearly about he being shot on the 13th of May, 1981. You see, it makes sense that they couldn't reveal it beforehand because somebody would make it, the prophecy come true, of course, you know. So it was only after the event that the Pope mm. revealed it, and Cardinal Ratzinger at the time, who later was Pope Benedict XVI, yeah. he issued a booklet um, explaining all about the secret of Fatima. So, of course, the whole industry grew up around the secret of Fatima through the 60s and 70s and all up to the years. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there even a hijacking of a plane <laughs> involved at one stage I think so, yeah, in the yeah, 80s yeah, yeah. and Albert Reynolds had to fly out to try and negotiate? <laughs> That's right. So, uh, you know, it was a, that was a huge industry. There were more books printed on the secret of Fatima yeah, and yeah. people were just running away with themselves, you know. But the vision of hell now, not a very popular thing to talk about nowadays, John. Um, our Lady said to him, You've seen hell where the souls of poor sinners go. To save them, God wishes to establish in the world devotion to my immaculate heart. If I say, if what I say to you is done, many souls will be saved and there will be peace. So that's the secret, John, to save people. Pray to the immaculate heart of Mary. Um, now, 13th of August, 
this, the government, of course, were getting very alarmed at this stage. Because remember yeah. when the Freemasons had tried to ban Catholicism and tried to separate church and state, and here was everybody going to Fatima. Thousands of people were starting to make their way to Fatima. This is spreading all through Portugal now at this stage. So the government, first of all, they were hindered troops to stop the people going in that field. Mm-hmm. So in August, they came up with another plan. They said before the 13th, they would arrest the children. Uh-huh. So they told them they would take them to the Cove, but instead they took them to the common jail. They took them to the jail in Orem. And if you could just imagine for a second, John, 10, 8 and 7. Can you imagine the size of a 7-year-old child yeah. being taken into jail? And of course, the Warner Brothers film is brilliant in this. It, you know, it depicts it so well. Um, when they arrived in the jail, of course, there was laughter and merriment. What have these done? Who have they killed? You know, a 7-year-old. Like, you know, mm-hmm. What have they robbed? You know? mm-hmm. So then someone says, these are the children or ladies appearing to. It was like, John, you would hear a pin drop in the prison. There were prisoners went down on their knees when they discovered who they were. And they said, what could they do for them? And Jacinta said, say the rosary with us. So within minutes, Jacinta and Francisco and Lucia had all the prisoners praying the rosary. Can you imagine, John, if a priest or a bishop would him, would he get him to say the rosary? No. no. <laughs> and there's three little children. Three little children. And the plan of the, the government was to threaten these children. You know. mm-hmm. So they threatened to boil them in oil. And one by one they took them out and the children went out fully sure they were facing martyrdom. And they were happy to face martyrdom. But they didn't carry out the plan, obviously. But they threatened to boil them alive in oil. You know. And you know, can you imagine three small children, how terrified they were. And Jacinta said that the saddest thing of all was that she would never see her mother again, she thought. You know, she was sure she was going to, going to die, you know. But that, but that in itself, Michael, um, for those three children mm-hmm. to be able to have that effect yeah. on grown men and people in jail. These were serious criminals now. These were you know. serious guys, yeah. yeah. And the little children had that effect on them. And I'd say the authorities now at this particular stage must be getting pretty upset. They were. Well, they were tied everything. They interrogated mm. the priest, the bishop, you know, everything. Mm. They tortured the bishop. And um, they, they got the families, they threatened them, they did everything, but nothing could stop the crowds of going to Fatima. And even though these children even continued on, knowing that they mightn't see their parents again, mm-hmm. as you just said there. Oh, yes, they were fully prepared for martyrdom. They were. Um, now, they were released after a couple of days, and Our Lady appeared to them. Now, there's a bit of dispute about this, John. Lucy thinks it was the 15th of August, but mm-hmm. you see, the children didn't know, they didn't, they wanted to read the calendar. Okay. And... Um, Someone said it was the 18th, but Lucy thinks it was the afternoon of the 15th. Our lady appeared to, near their home, mm. in Villanois, near their home. And um, again, the usual, pray the rosary, offer your sacrifices for sinners. Again, the 13th of September. By this stage now, the crowds were in the yeah, thousands, yeah, you know, yeah. shoving up. And um, Our lady appeared to them again. And she promised them in one of the apparitions that she, she, in October she would tell them who she was and that she, God will perform a miracle for all to believe. Okay. So now this word of the miracle spread through all parts. Yeah, yeah, right, okay. And of course, now the government were really getting alarmed. But they changed their tack for the 13th of October because they said, we'll let everybody go to Fatima and there'll be no miracle and that'll be the end of it. Yeah. The mm. people will kill the children because there was no miracle. This was all a fake, you know. So this was the attitude of the authorities for October. And... Um, 13th of October 1917, the estimate was 70,000 people turned up in Fatima. Yeah. 
Which would be a lot for those days where people were having to come in horse and cart. Well, they had to walk in horse and cart, yeah, and yeah, you name yeah. it, and everything. Mm. And no facilities there. Remember, this was the hillside, and mm. it rained for days beforehand. You can imagine the state of the place. It was a sea of mud, mm. and mm. 70,000 people all waiting for a miracle. Now, you had believers, of course. You had the genuine people who came. You had the unbelievers. You had the skeptics, the scoffers. You had the press. They came from all over Portugal. The press mm. came from all over Portugal to report on this miracle. And at noon, Lucy said, look at the sun. She pointed the people to the sun. And the sun sat spinning on its axis. Three times it, it emitted different rays of light. Three times it came down on top of the people. And um, people begged for mercy. The thought was the end of the world. Some confessed their sins out loud. Mm, mm. And... Um, this miracle was only recorded <coughs> within a couple of miles radius, in fact, it was not recorded any place else in Portugal. And, of course, it hit the headlines the following day, and you could, all the headlines can still be read today in the museums and all outside there. So this was an incredible miracle. There was, since the burning bush, any miracle just had not been recorded. And, Michael, sorry, but, but just can I bring it back again, just before the miracles, were there, was there also... Um, an angel or angels appearing yeah, to the, the tomb. The year before, there was before, three yeah. apparitions of the angel. Okay. Um, there are no dates for this, only we know it was spring, summer and mm. autumn because Lucy could tell the seasons. You know, she remember what season it was, but you see, she didn't know the calendar. So mm. the angel prepared them for this, but prepared, praying for sinners. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and that's I love so, you. I ask so pardon right. for those who do not believe, mm. do not adore, do not hope. The angel taught him prayers the year before, and he said he was the angel of Portugal. So okay. if Portugal has an angel, then Ireland has an angel. Yeah, but we need yeah. to pray to that angel for yeah. our country. And Michael, I've, I've heard before of, of people, presumably Portuguese people, walking for miles and miles and miles to get to Fatima. Well, see, that goes back to 1917, when they walked from their homes. And right up through the years, people kept up this pilgrimage of walking. When I started going to Fatima in the 80s, then, it was a very common sight. The roads mm. were full of people walking to, to Fatima. And um, they would finish on their knees then, and finish at the Corvidary on their knees. And any ailments they had, you know, they'd bring maybe a foot. Well, you might have seen it in Fatima, but they'd bring yeah. a hand or something like that, or a wow. hand. And that would be someone they're praying for, you know, someone oh, with, yes, yeah. you know, something yeah, like yeah. that. Now, they throw the, the wax kettle into the fire then in, in, in Fatima. But you've probably seen people on their knees, John. Just about to say it. Mm. And um, Lucy, that goes back again after the apparitions. Lucy's mother was very ill. And they thought she was dying. They were full sure she was dying. Mm. So the sisters didn't believe in Fatima. Now the mother tried to believe, she, but she couldn't believe that Our Lady would appear to her daughter. She said she could never understand that, why Our Lady would pick her mm. daughter. And... Um, so the sisters were angry with Lucy and they said, look, if Our Lady appeared to you, go down to the cove and ask Our Lady to cure your mother. So Lucy, a 10-year-old child, in her instance, she ran down to the cove. She prayed her heart out. She promised that she would go on her knees for nine consecutive days from the road to the three Our Lady appeared. On the ninth day, she would feed nine hungry children. So... She went home, her mother was better. Within two days, her mother was up doing all the normal work. Oh. So not alone did Lucy do it, but her mother and her sister did it. They went on their knees. So Portuguese people keep this up to this very day. Now, I know tour guides are petrified of this because some will come home soon and for bad knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> it's not as long as it used to be, John. It was from the road. Now the road has gone underground and there's a new basilica yeah. in between. So mm. it's, it's a lot shorter now than it used to be. 
which is still pretty hard to go down on your knees there. <laughs> and tell me, um, is there something about two statues in Fatima? You see, when Our Lady appears, we have Our Lady of Fatima, what's called Our Lady of Fatima. But then she said she wished to establish devotion to the Immaculate Heart. And she showed them these rays emanating from her heart. And um, okay. so you'll see the Our Lady of Fatima and you'll see the Immaculate Heart with these rays, you know, going from her heart. The big statue on the Rosa Basilica is the Immaculate Heart of Mary. The big one that's up very mm-hmm, high mm-hmm, there, that's the Immaculate Heart of Mary. While the statue in the cover is Our Lady of Fatima. Okay, now just even continue on from there. Um, 1981, remind me again, John Paul. Yeah. 13th of May, 1981, Pope John Paul, as I remember, was shot in St. Peter's mm. Square. And um, he should have died. The bullet went straight at his heart. But for some unknown reason, it turned and went down to his spleen and it didn't kill him. Now, Pope John Paul II has publicly stated that the hand of Our Lady turned that bullet. Oh, and he was so convinced of this that in 1982, 30 to me, he went to Fatima to thank Our Lady for saving his life and he presented the bullet to the shrine and is now in Our Lady's crown in Fatima. And um, when he went to the prison to meet the man that shot him, mm. the priest who with him said, that, the man said, I was a trained killer. I never missed in my life, he said. He said, you should be <clears> dead. He said, I can't understand this. And the Pope smiled. He said, you picked the wrong day, he said. Wow. He wow. picked the 13th of May. The 13th of May. Yeah. And you know, Michael, I, I, I was there myself, um, I don't know, about 15 years ago, at this stage now, probably about a half a million people there at that particular stage. And the one very emotional um, sight for me was when the statue was being paraded back or, or carried back, processed back from the altar, uh, to its position, to, to its position where it's always been. Um, people waving handkerchiefs. Yeah. What's the idea of that? That's probably one of the most emotional aspects of Fatima. Um, the most hardened people, you'll see tears flowing down their face at that stage, John. Mm. But that goes back again to 1917, when Our Lady was leaving Fatima, she went out over the tree that's there with the big railing around okay, it. Okay. She went to the east and everybody waved a white handkerchief when she was leaving. So now when the statue was being brought back to the chapel of the apparitions, Everybody waves the white handkerchief. It's a very emotional time. Must be. <laughs> and tell me, these days, um, there's still as many people going to Fatima as what they did in previous? Yeah, I suppose Medjugorje would have taken people from it, definitely, because mm. you know, mm. Medjugorje came on stream. But still, there are millions of people from all over the world. And I suppose the beautiful thing that I've seen, John, since I started going to Fatima in the 80s, I mean, I sat down one day on the steps of Fatima, John, and I said, how could Russia be converted? How was he didn't have communism? Yeah. Well, in a couple of months it was gone. I thought my grandchildren maybe might see it, or my great-grandchildren might see it, you know, and things happened so fast. You know, the Berlin Wall fell, communism fell right across, you know, mm. and um, I thought I'd never see that in my lifetime, John. It happened you know, so mm. fast, like, yeah. you know, it's incredible. Mm. Um, but the beautiful thing after that was all the communist countries had to come in there, the Hungarians, you know, the Russians, the Eastern mm-hmm, Europeans mm-hmm, all had to come, which they couldn't come before that. And yeah, of course, the right. stations of the cross, the Hungarian stations of the cross, and the church above at the end of the church of St. Stephen of Hungary. So, you know, it's incredible the way things happened in Fatima. Our Lady predicted the rise of communism, and she predicted the end of communism. Yeah. And she said, in the end, my Russia will be converted <coughs> near peace, we can't the world, my immaculate heart will triumph. It's also, of course, it's as... as um, 
as we've had in recent generations, we've had a lot of Marian popes. Mm. So Fatima, of course, is very much associated, uh, particularly with Pope John Paul II, um, Saint Pope John Paul II. But Paul VI visited it in 1967. And while he was the patriarch or the Archbishop of Venice, John Paul II visited as well. But of course, it's predominantly associated with John Paul II because, of course, he was the attempted assassination at, of him at uh, by Mehat Ali Agaka uh, that happened on the 13th of May in 1981 and then in uh, Thanksgiving Pope John Paul II visited in 1982 he also visited again in 1991 and for the Great Jubilee in 2000 and uh, and it was in 2000 that he beatified Francesco and Jacinta and then uh, Benedict XVI visited in 2010 and if I'm not mistaken I think Benedict XVI gave a golden rose to the shrine um, which is a tradition of the, the popes giving a, a rose to um, before it used to be to particular people of, of status but in recent centuries it has been restricted to particular shrines or basilicas so people might remember that John Paul II gave a golden rose to Our Lady of Knock which was actually uh, stolen a number of years ago but has been replaced mm-hmm. and then obviously uh, this year um, Pope Francis was there was um, is going to is in Fatima was in Fatima this weekend and as far as we're aware was to do the canonization of both Francesco and Jacinta uh, during his visit for the centenary of the first apparitions uh, so he was to arrive on the Friday evening to join in for the rosary and then to celebrate mass at the shrine on Saturday uh, so it's 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 just a reminder but of course the whole thing with Fatima is of course it's the echoing of the message again and again very much like the, the one of the message of Lourdes is penitence and kind of you know the in one sense it's a very simple message it's the praying of the rosary uh devotion to mary's immaculate heart and praying for peace in the world and, and at that time of course it was it was it was consecration of russia and the world to herself and of course i suppose for most people actually michael the prayer that even if they've had no particular knowledge of fatima uh, perhaps the most uh, prayer that people would be familiar with is the prayer, the, the decade prayer said at the end of the for the decades of the rosary, uh, mm-hmm. which is that prayer, oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those who are most in need of your mercy. Yeah. So you know, that, that, that is a prayer, that is one of the prayers of Fatima. So that's, um, and then uh, Michael, just I suppose the kind of last thing I suppose is, you know, if, um, if you were to sum up Fatima, what would you say it is? Well, I suppose number one has to be pray the rosary. Mm. Mm. Um, pray for the conversion of sinners. Many souls go to hell because nobody prays and makes sacrifices for them, our lady said in July. Very serious accusation against us, John. You know, mm. We have responsibility for people who have not got the faith or who have lost the faith or who have gone the wrong way. We have to give the faith, so we have to pray for them. Um, pray to, um, for peace in the world. Yeah. Again, mm. you know, government mm. leaders can do so much, world leaders can do so much. We need to put our prayers in there today to help them with it. You see where those three little children done mm. when they were in jail? Yeah, that's right. Michael, just something just coming just before we go for the bit of music there. Um, the first Saturday's devotion, didn't that associated yeah. to with. Our Lady uh, appeared to Lucy in the convent mm. to ask for the communal reparations on the first Saturday. So basically what she wants is confession, communion, um, pray the rosary, spend 15 minutes meditating on the mysteries of the rosary. That's a very big fact. We watch the, um, the rosary, in fact, any night, there's always a meditation on the mysteries. So we're asked yeah. to meditate on the, the birth, 
that in the resurrection of Christ, you yes. know, the, the, mm-hmm. the life of Christ is very important to meditate on the mysteries. Now, just to ramble off, you know, a few Hail Marys, mm-hmm. which it changes the rosary completely because, you know, it makes it a scriptural prayer then as well and brings our Lord into it. Um, I suppose, of course, the lives of the children, John, you could study the lives of the children forever. Like, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, it's so touching. You know, anyone that reads the lives of children, you have to have a handkerchief with you. Like, they suffered so much for such yeah. young children, but they were always ready to die, to go to heaven. Look, Lucy had to wait a long time unfortunately <laughs> and for those uh, particularly we're list, uh, for those John of our listeners who are elderly and infirm mm-hmm. um, this year because it's a centenary year there is a way to earn a uh, indulgence for the centenary year for Fatima it's a plenary indulgence so for those who are elderly and infirm um, because of age illness or other serious causes are unable to get around may pray in front of a statue of Our Lady of Fatima and then unite themselves spiritually for the Jubilee celebrations and um, as well as offering to God through Mary their prayers and sufferings and sacrifices they make in their own lives as well as normally going to communion, confession and praying for the intentions of the Holy Father. So just if, particularly for our listeners that um, that you know, wouldn't be able to go on yeah. pilgrimage to Fatima or might be able to go to another a statue of Our Lady of Fatima in a church or oratory, um, you, you can uh, you know, participate in the centenary at home as well this year. That's lovely. That's, that's nice. Michael, um, it's time to go for the bit of music and the bit of music you chose is probably the one and only. Tell us a little bit about this. Well, it has to be the 13th of May, John. This is sang sung in Fatima non-stop. Even the bells in Fatima when they ring, this is the tune that they ring out before they actually announce the time. You know, it's incredible. Thirteen to me. Okay, so let's hear this. Ave Maria, Fatima.
Sacred Space.